Today is the first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of the church year. Advent is a season of expectant waiting for the coming of Christ at Christmas and also for the second coming of Christ. Language like we had today about the second coming should be read as poetry. We don't demand that poetry explain itself. We let it be. The same is true for parts of Scripture. Still, how do we hear the words, Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. It is almost the end of 2018. That's a lot of waiting. (laughs) There's a wonderful film called Waiting for Guffman. And it's done as sort of a mock documentary, kind of a mockumentary. So if you've seen that or uh, Spinal Tap or Best of Show, it's kind of done in that style. And the main character is a guy who's sort of washed out of doing off, 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 off Broadway in New York and come to this little town of Blaine, Missouri and done some drama at the high school and then is asked by the mayor and the council members if he will do a special production to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the little town. And there's great hope and expectation about this production. This production is going to make Blaine great again. It is going to put them back on the map. So he starts to assemble a cast of players for his small town uh, theater production. And the people who are cast are terrible actors and singers. They're really bad. I mean, they're like, you know, intentionally bad, right? So this whole thing kind of develops, but the main character thinks this is going to be his way back to Broadway. And he invites a well-known Broadway critic to come see opening night of this production. And the whole town is coming. And all the actors, through all their rehearsing or or failing to rehearse, are are excited. And as the production's about to begin, in the very front seat on the right is a seat that says reserved, and it's still empty, waiting for Guffman. And they're freaking out. He's not here. And the, the director who also acts in it and stars in it says, it's okay, these New York types, are, they're always late. He'll come. So they begin and eventually Guffman walks in and sits down in the reserved seat and watches the production, which everyone loves. And it's terrible in, in a really beautiful, endearing way like you know when you go to your kids school production and you're like 
Man, that was just painfully awesome. <laughs> it's that kind of a, it's that kind of a, a production. So then at the end, the director goes out and gets Guffman and brings him backstage to meet the cast and asks him, they introduce themselves, and what did you think? Well, I thought you were great and blah, 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 and, you know, and he says, and Mr. Guffman, do you have any more words, you know, do you have any words for us? And he, then he says, oh, there must be a misunderstanding. I'm not Mr. Guffman. He was just a guy who'd come into town because his niece is having her first child, and he sat down where there was an empty seat. <laughs> and they're all kind of uh, crestfallen. And then uh, the director opens the note he'd been handed, which says that due to a snowstorm, Guffman's flight had been canceled, and he couldn't get to the production. All the characters in this uh, that are in the production, and actually everyone in the town, just about, but mainly the characters in the production, they, they remind me of when you read about the disciples in the Gospels, right? Like, they're the disciples, they're the people Jesus has called, but sometimes they're a little foolish, right? They're like, what? What's your deal? And if I'm honest with myself... I see, I can see myself in those characters as well. Like, I personally take great comfort uh, in the failings of the disciples because it gives me hope. <laughs> and kind of the same thing with waiting for Guffman. Guffman never comes. Just as Godot never comes. And the characters have to move on, much like the disciples after the crucifixion. They have to move on. I think Waiting for Guffman is also a bit of a cautionary tale about chasing false prophets, right? This Broadway, this guy's going to get us back to Broadway, right? We're putting all of our hope in him. My mother used to have a cartoon on uh, the refrigerator that showed a man in a simple robe holding up a placard signifying a street preacher. And the sign that he was holding said, the world is not coming to an end. Therefore, you must learn to cope. You must learn to cope. <laughs> Waiting is really the process of learning to cope. And waiting can be very hard for us. Waiting is a sort of proactive surrendering to God. Waiting for Jesus is really about making room. I turned 50 this year, but sometimes I feel like I'm still waiting for my life to start. <laughs> do, do any of you ever get that feeling like, when's my life going to start? Oh, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. When is my life going to start? 
I mean, it's absurd, really, right? I have such a fulfilling life. But sometimes it's like I'm waiting for Guffman. Thomas Merton said, The Advent mystery is the beginning of the end of all in us that is not yet Christ. That must be it. I'm waiting for the end of all in me that is not yet Christ. That will be the start of my life. Angelus Celestius said, If in your heart you make a manger for his birth, then God will once again become a child on earth. True waiting is not passive. It is an act of preparation. We can only make a manger in our hearts if we make room for that manger. In the gospel today, Jesus is saying that there is no room for him in our hearts if we are weighed down by dissipation, which is decadence or excess, drunkenness, which here I think really means using unhealthy coping mechanisms, and the worries of this life, which are manifold. There's no room for Jesus if our heart is weighed down with those things. In waiting for Guffman, Guffman never comes. They don't make it to Broadway as if they ever would have. (laughs) But in the waiting, each one of the characters finds something in themselves that takes them beyond who they were before. Though done in a ridiculously comedic way, each character through this process becomes a bit like a fig tree, sprouting the leaves that signal that summer is near. Perhaps it is not in the sun, the moon, the stars, or the earth where we should look for the signs of the coming, but rather ourselves. Perhaps the answer to our waiting comes earlier in the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is within you.